0: Welcome to Real Life Real Equity Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Hey, welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Real Life Real Equity Podcast. We are super excited about our guest today. He's a real estate investor, developer, and agent who found his niche in the industry acting as an investment property specialist and actually representing buyers instead of sellers in the transactions process. He has also completed multiple joint venture projects, equity partnerships, and works as a developer. Completing over 120 transactions in less than a year he has found a process and relies on his most valuable priorities to guide his profit-producing activities. He is a husband and a father to a brand new, beautiful baby girl. He is located in Kansas City, Missouri, and can be found at livefreeinvestments.com. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you our friend and guest today, Logan Freeman. All right, all right, welcome to the show. We have another great guest for you today. As we just mentioned in our intro, phenomenal guest. Welcome to the show, man.
1: Thanks for having me, Justin and Keisha. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump right into this, man. We've gotten to know each other over the course of the last several years. And what I have come to discover is you are just a powerhouse. Talk to us a little bit about what I'm talking about. I like to start from your collegiate days, but even something before that, talk to us about who you are, your background, what brought you to business ownership, et cetera.
1: Well, I appreciate that word. You know, I, I think that language is really, really important. And I write down in my journal every day a word that I want to kind of represent. And I'm going to be stealing that one from you, Justin. Powerhouse. I like <laughs> that. And I like that a lot. So today I wrote down phenomenal. I said, what do I want to bring to the world today? And it was phenomenal. And that what that means is I want to be energized, thriving, focused, passionate, persistent, persevering clear, confident, and certain. So uh, I just try to, I think language is really important. So I appreciate you saying that. You know, I think that anything that I can describe to your listeners that I've been able to accomplish has just come through pure action. I'm not the most gifted. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most talented, but I will work really, really diligently at a craft, a task, and a skill until I feel like I'm proficient at it. You know, with my success that I've had in life, I think I can all tie it back to taking action. And even before collegiate sports, I was focused on learning how to work. And and when I was 14 years old, I started moving floors and doing dishes at a catering company. I had to beg them to hire me. And I think they were paying me below minimum wage and I had to have my school write off that they could actually hire me for a certain amount of hours per week because I was under the, the legal working age, which is crazy. But to think <laughs> about that's exactly what I had to do. And so I started there and they, they really instilled a, a work ethic in me that I've, I've never really forgotten. And I would do mopping the floors and dishes during the weekends. It was a catering company. And during the week, I would throw hay all week long in the summertime. So I'd be on the back of a, a truck, I was tall, strong kid, so I was able to to stack hay and and really what that taught me was that if you work hard enough at something, you're going to be rewarded for it and there's going to be a yield. And anything that I've done in life, I've just been able to change the vehicle that I have been driving and been able to level up from that standpoint but applied that same work ethic. So, same thing in high school and in college, you know, I'm not the biggest, strongest or fastest, but I molded myself into a really great athlete by just diligence and, and hard work and uh, really studying leadership and, and those types of principles and then going, putting that in, into action in the collegiate level. And then that's why I was able to have a brief stint after the collegiate level with the Oakland Raiders was, again, I was not the biggest, fastest, strongest out there, but I played to the whistle. I was coachable and I worked really, really hard and I studied my plays. So uh, I just try to apply that those principles of work ethic and study to everything that I've ever really focused in my life.
0: Wow. Now I want to hit something real quick because you, you said something that I want our listeners to really hear. Work ethic action, learning to work and taking that from place to place, industry to industry, job to job. You went from sweeping floors to throwing hay to collegiate athlete and I don't care how long you spent in the NFL. The fact that you made an NFL team sets you above. How many collegiate athletes out there are we looking at? Probably hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of collegiate level athletes. And there are 53 roster spots on a NFL team. Mm -hmm. And during preseason, when they bring everybody on, how many do they usually level up to?
1: We usually start out about 110 at camp. And so, 110.
0: Start the, yep. Wow. Well, I'm really hitting on this because there's a level of, of achievement that you can attain with the principles you just talked about. And we haven't even begun the podcast. 110 athletes across, I think there's 16 teams in the NFL. That sounds right. So you're talking 1,600 ish people out of 100,000 people. I That'd want everybody good. to let that sit right. in. One percent. You are a one percenter. At its best. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I wanted to. I wanted to really bring that home because I wanted to ensure that our audience knew exactly who they're about to hear from, and I knew yeah. from the very beginning exactly who we were going to talk to. But our audience may not necessarily know the name Logan Freeman right now, but they will hear soon because you are a one percenter. So talk to us a little bit about what you do in entrepreneurship, in business, and where you're trying to go. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. Story.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And actually, you know, you pointing that out, it makes it really real for me to hear that. You know, I've never really even thought about it that way, Justin. <laughs> so
0: yeah. uh,
1: just hearing that, it's a blessing for me. But, you know, I think that uh, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. Knowledge plus action is, is what equals power. And so you might know everything in the world, but if you don't ever go actually try to take some sort of action on top of that knowledge, it's just going to be knowledge that you're holding on to yourself. So what I'm focused on right now, I would say that my, my focus is creating a legacy for my family. And there was a A very strong turning point in my life after I got cut from the Raiders and and went back to school. And then there was another very strong turning point in my life about uh, 24 months ago where my eyes were really open to the power of working for yourself and for no one else, so to speak. And it was scary. It was very difficult. But every day that I, I wake up, I'm passionate and motivated because what I'm doing is, is ultimately tied to my mission in life and my vision. And so I use the vehicle right now of real estate to get me where I want to go. I also study very successful people. And there was a quote, and I don't remember who it's by, but he talks about the last hundred years almost 90% of the world's millionaires have been created through some sort of real estate or have had some sort of real estate in their, uh, what I'll call portfolio. And so Uh, I've been really focused the last 24 to 28 months on building wealth and creating a legacy through real estate for myself and for my clients. Uh, That's what I'm focused on on a regular basis. And this is a great point too, because when I first started, and we can dive into this, is I was chasing too many rabbits. I started a consulting company and I was making great money training salespeople on their people, product, and process. But at the end of the day, the dollars that I was bringing into the company were, were just tied to my time, and I didn't have a repeatable process. And my wife really looked at me and said, you need to focus your efforts. And once I focused and I stopped shotgunning the world, and really what I'll call rifling and pinpointing what exactly I wanted to do is when I just went full circle into real estate and actually ran into both of you guys down at the Real Estate Guys events. That's what I'm focused on on a regular basis right now.
0: Wow. That's really powerful. The one thing concept. I I know you have probably read Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, right? My three books of all time. One of the top three books of all time. And I, I agree. There's very few books that I think have profoundly changed my life as much as The One Thing. There's a couple of other books and you can always go to our book list and see what it is that I've been reading and follow exactly what others that have been on the podcast have recommended. But The One Thing And you listed your one thing being real estate. So it's very interesting to talk about that.
2: Yes. I'm just blown away to start with (laughs) by listening to this. One thing that you said is that you were coachable. And to me, that is a very big deal when it comes to being successful, is being coachable not just being someone that is always delegating, but someone that can also be the student. With that being said, let's dive into you know what part of entrepreneurship, what, what exactly is your current business right now?
1: Yeah, I think well, that's a great point, Keisha, is, is being coachable. And I think where that stems from is humility. I have virtues that I really value that I really try to embody in my life. And being coachable comes from being humble. And if you can be humble and actually listen to people actively, put your agenda aside and really understand what they're trying to say, you know, you can learn something from every single person. It doesn't matter their age. I learned something from my four and a half month old every single day, you know. And a lot of it's patience, right? So uh, I think if you can be humble, your eyes will be open to a lot of different things. To answer your question, just around my current business is. I help companies and people move money off of Wall Street and onto Main Street through real estate investing. So uh, I have a few different assets or sorry, I have a few different vehicles that I I have that I, I work in to provide value to my clients. So I'm a traditional real estate broker. So I work on investment sales here in the Midwest, not just in Kansas City, mostly multifamily and commercial properties. I'm the general partner on probably three to four of my own projects a year. So for people who aren't really in real estate, all that means is that I'm going to sponsor a project where somebody else can come in and invest in. And so I'm going to put the property under contract. I'm going to do all the due diligence, run all the traps, get all the finance, take care of everything and allow other people to passively invest in the project. And then the third line of my business that I'm really, really excited about and focused on is actually becoming a co-general partner with developers and sponsors in the space. And I'm bringing equity to those projects through the relationships that I have. I'm also able to lend some advice and, and marketing feedback on the things that I've seen be successful in my businesses. Well. So those are the three things that I'm focused on on a regular basis right now.
2: That's awesome. That's really wow.
0: Good. You know, tell us about the day you realized this is what you were meant to be. You talked about going big and then really coming down to singular focus. The one thing, the real estate is the one thing that you were about today and that you will be about in the future. Talk to us about that day you realized, that aha moment. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So the first major mindset and, and event in my life was when I was cut from the Raiders. So I was always identifying myself as an athlete. Well, I was you know, over 330 pounds. I could run a 5-flat 40, jump 29 inches in the, in the air. And after I got cut from a football team, I didn't have any use for any of that. When you're getting tested at the NFL Combine, you do a bench press test. And I bench pressed 225 pounds 32 times in a row, which uh-huh. was the highest for any center in the NFL football Combine. There was no reason for me to do that in the normal life. So I, I looked at my, myself in a mirror and I said, you know, you've been this big for a long time. It's probably time to lose a little weight and, and get a little healthier uh, from the standpoint on your heart and your, and your joints. I've had multiple surgeries, broken ankles, torn MCLs, broken collarbones, all from the sport. So I thought it was probably good for me to lose some weight. So in less than six months, I lost 100 pounds. So I went from being 335 pounds to 219 pounds in less than six months. And if your listeners read any books, I would recommend Can't Hurt Me by uh, David Goggins. He was a a, a big power lifter, and he's a social figure now, and and I respect the guy. Our stories are very similar, except for he didn't play football. He was just in the Navy. He wanted to become a Navy SEAL. and He lost about the same amount of weight, if not more, in the same amount of time. And so I had to step back and reinvent myself and say okay what kind of person do you want to become and what do you want to attract into your life you know mental reinventing of myself it transpired into the physical side so everything starts you know with the inside so your your outside uh, manifestation is just a representation of your internal well-being and i lost all of that weight i went back and finished my schooling i got my master's degree and that was in December. I remember my father coming up to Warrensburg and helping me pack up a one-bedroom apartment that I, I was living in for about 400 bucks. You know, They don't tell you this, but when you go out as a free agent, you don't get really paid all that much. And then I went back to school. My scholarship was little well, kind of dried up to finish out that last year in, in grad school. So I was working full-time as well. This is my schedule. I'd wake up at 3.30. I'd work out till 5.00. I would get ready for work. I had a full-time sales job making over 250 cold calls a day. I would drive to Sweet Springs, Missouri to do that from Warrensburg. It's about an hour drive. I would work from 8 to 5, drive back to school. At 6 p.m., I would start school and go to school from 6 to 9. I did that five days out of the week. It was a very uh, interesting period of time for me. And When I graduated, I quit that job you know, my dad came up and moved me out of school. That was in December. And in January of that year, I lost my dad to drugs and alcohol. And so that would be the second biggest turning point for me. I said, you know, he had a stroke and and had all this, you know, he dissipated very rapidly and, and passed away that January. And it was getting cut from the Raiders and losing my father to drugs and alcohol. I just kind of looked at myself and I said, man, life is fickle and you really got to utilize every single day that you got. That was the two turning points in my life that were really, really, really for me and kind of took me to the path of personal and professional development that I have been on for the last, I'll call, six years. You know, I started listening to a, a podcast called The School of Greatness six years ago with Lewis Howes. That's what really got me onto this journey of trying to better myself every single day, just being 1% better every day and it's finally led me to where i am today owning my own business and living life on my own terms
0: wow that's super powerful and for the audience there are so many great nuggets in there and you know we always do the three nuggets towards the end of the show there's so much power in this interview that we're doing today two events that happened: you were cut from the nfl and your dad passed those are the two turning points that's a very powerful thing
1: i have one more too I really?
0: Okay, yet. absolutely.
1: <laughs> so those are probably the two turning points of my life where I, I put my life in the right trajectory. And I'll say from a business standpoint, the, the biggest turning point was 24 months ago. Uh, I was selling at a very reputable company here in Kansas City, and I was having some success. I was into the job about 12 to 13 months. Anybody that starts a new sales job knows there's a ramp up period. I sold a project a pretty sizable deal the week before I came in, the week after on a Thursday, my stuff was in a box and I, I was fired from that job, you know, making six figures at a comfortable job, you know, nine to five. And that was the day that I thought that I, I was comfortable and I was safe that I said, you know what? Nobody working a nine to five is any safer than somebody that is a hundred percent liable for every dollar that they bring into their business. So that was the day that I said, I will never work for anybody else other than my family and myself ever again. And uh, I haven't looked back since. That was about 24 months ago.
0: Wow. Wow! And, you know, we have some questions that we typically ask, but God, you're just you're knocking them down left and right.
2: Well, and just listening to your story, there takes a certain level of discipline also to be where you are today. You were talking about just that transition from the NFL, getting out, yes. dealing with loss. Starting another job, getting fired from that job, and now being where you are today, that takes a certain, not just physically that you've gone through, but also mentally, you've gone through a certain discipline. Let me ask you this what would you tell your younger self? Because you've done quite a few things just in the last decade. What and would you're still him? pretty young. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're still really young. Yeah. And you're,
1: are you 30 I, yet? I'm not 30 yet.
2: Wow that
0: gives you some perspective there, audience. Not even 30 yet. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. I will tell you that uh, the discipline equals freedom. And Jacko Willink wrote a book called Extreme Ownership that changed my life as well. He'd be in my top five books for sure. I implemented a system of 24 months ago, waking up a lot earlier than I ever had before on a regular basis, that is. I used to wake up at 3.30 and in schooling, and I stopped doing that because normal people don't operate from 3:30 you know 9 p.m. On, on a regular basis I needed to do that for a certain amount of time however Jocko is always if you follow him on Instagram he's always posting pictures of his watch at 4:30 every day it's, it's it's his accountability and David Goggins talks about this very similarly too so I had two decisions to make whenever I got cut from football I could go back to school or I was going to go to the military and I have a very disciplined mindset or I've traditionally conditioned myself to have a disciplined mindset. And so I've always resonated, even though I've never been in the military, with a military mindset and took both of those guys and said, you know what, I'm going to have these guys be my mentors, even though I've never talked to them. I've never met them, probably never will, but I'm going to model what they're doing. I started waking up at uh, 5 a.m. I started at 5 and then I got down at 4.30 and now I'm at 4 a.m. every single day. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I've been able to m- really focus on just killing my mornings and just dominating that first four hours out of the day I'll have most of what I'll call mindset and development work done before anybody else it wakes up I'll kind of do my own savers program and savers just is silence affirmation visualization exercise reading and scribing. I have my own method that I go through I definitely use time for quiet time prayer uh, working out so there's my exercise reading and then writing I do Brendan Burchard's High Productivity Performance Journal every single morning before I get my day started. And so mentally, that has trained myself to get ahead and win the day before anybody else wakes up. That's been the discipline that has been able to take those last last five or six years and probably jam-pack 10, 15 minutes worth of work inside of that. And it's been able to elevate me past my competition and get me to where I want to go a little bit faster because I'm very very impatient. And so, uh, I want to get there faster, better, stronger, and make it shorter period of time. And that's probably what's helped me to do that. It's a driving force for me every
0: single day. And you're very competitive too. I just I want to put that out there because you told me a story. Talk to me about the story because I think this is going to be fun. When you said you were at the uh, trade show and FedEx was walking by and you stood in the middle oh, of... Oh,
1: yes. Okay. This is a great story. Physically, I am a larger human being than, than most people. So I i do I do have somewhat of a, a commanding presence, but I'm very vocal as well. And so I've always had a good success at trade shows. If anybody's been to an exposition or a, a conference or a trade show and they've been walking through the exhibitor hall, it can be sort of an awkward feeling where all of these people are walking around, there's all these fish in the ocean and they're walking around and, and you have to try to stop them. Well, I read a book one time about somebody saying the best thing you can do is just extend your hand and say, hi, my name is Logan. And so I would just start doing that to individuals and my confidence continued to rise and rise and rise. And at this time, I was working for a, a startup company here in Kansas City and people wear some of their names or they have badges at these conferences or their company's name on their shirt. And I had cold calling this company that most of you guys would know. It's FedEx. I've been cold calling this company for a long time to try to get in front of this individual. Well, I knew the guy that I'd been calling was going to be at the conference. We positioned our booth, bought this booth space that was very close to one of the entrances or the exits. And when I saw this guy, I knew what he looked like. We had talked a few times on the phone, so I knew I would recognize his voice. But then I saw his FedEx badge on his shirt. He got close to our, our booth. I was talking to somebody else and I said, sir, here's my card. I'll talk to you soon. And I legitimately boxed him in between my booth and the exit. So he had to physically go through me to get anywhere where, where he was going. And I just stopped him. I shook his hand and said, Doug, my name is Logan Freeman. And he he kind of looked at me and he felt a little uncomfortable at first, but I just conveyed some confidence and some, some messaging that he had heard before. And uh, we ended up closing a large contract just from me physically barricading somebody and and kind of <laughs> and kind of making sure that they could not get past me to get to the next place where they were going to go. So you know, I think that uh, competitive nature is very important in business, especially if you have a product or service that other people have something compared to you. So you have to stand out in some way. Absolutely, way
0: and and it's you know, confidence, and then you have a little bit of tenacity in there as well because. It takes a little bit of guts to stand between somebody and an exit door. <laughs> I mean, that's a gut, that's So I wanted to make sure that I highlighted this story. But for our audience, really from the perspective of an entrepreneur, what are some things that you are struggling to get the confidence to do that you could be doing that all it would take is you barricading yourself between whatever your opposition is and the door?
2: That's good. Yeah. I like that. It's so, really good. It's yeah. Really good. I mean, just
0: think about that for a minute. As we wrap up the interview, let's talk about how they can get a hold of you and what it is that you wanted to give to them. You can find
1: me on any of the social medias. I have a marketing team that's always working on putting out really good, valuable content you know, on Instagram. It's at livefreeinvestments, just livefreeinvestments.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Logan Freeman. One thing I like to do is if I've had a book that has really profoundly impacted my life, you know, I used to be a numbers guy with books. How many books can I read? How many books can I read? And then I had a mentor that said, Hey, how many things have you implemented out of all those books that you've read? I said, why don't you pick one or two really good books and implement them the rest of the year? And so I don't put a number on how many books I want to read anymore. However, I try to implement things. And one way that I do that is I put it in front of myself all the time with digestible nuggets, something that I can take away and do right now. And so Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference, has been really important for me on a communication standpoint. He calls it a negotiation book. It's emotional intelligence, it's communication, and it's self-awareness, all tied into basically communication. And so uh, I wrote a book review on this this book that has some really actionable things like mirroring, labeling, calibrated questions, doing all this stuff on a regular basis that can really, really help you take this information, digest it very quickly and put it into action. And we've got a, uh, a book review that I can share with all of your guests.
0: If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter, do that now uh, at Real Life Real Equity 4 slash newsletter. We send out a newsletter with every piece of information, every golden nugget you heard any book that he's talked about. We usually put that all in the newsletter. So if you're not already subscribed to the newsletter, go do that now. RealLifeForEquity.com forward slash newsletter where you will find the link to Logan's book review and you can get the actionable items out of Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Excellent book. I've read the same book. Excellent book. Excellent, excellent book. I can't say that enough. Before we get off the show... Although I'm hesitant to restart the conversation, this is something I want to really drive home to our audience. You are now, I think, probably the third or fourth person who I know is a avid reader, a ferocious reader, who has said they have stopped reading for quantity and started reading for quality. I want to put this in perspective because I will be the first person to tell you that I've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. (laughs) And you are the same way, I know. We got a library that would (laughs) would put some people to shame, for sure. Right. But here's the reality, and I think this is a part of the learning curve, and you can tell me if you agree. Right now, if you have not read any books or if you're just getting started, read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books because it will allow you to gain perspective. But when you get to a certain point, it may be 100 books, and maybe 150 books. You'll know because you'll start to get to the point where you're like, God, I've read so much, but I really have this yearning to go deeper, this yearning, and I started to read for quality and depth more than for quantity alone. Yep. I wanted to make sure I hit on that real quick before we wrapped up the podcast because there's a lot of people out there who say I could never read hundreds and hundreds of books or they want to start with going deep on one book I believe there's a level of growth that has to happen before you can really go deep, right?
1: I totally agree. And what's the point at a certain level if you've read 100 books, but your earning is still the same, your life is still the same, you still look the same, and you still have the same friends? If you're truly reading for growth, all of those things are going to substantially increase. So that's a good measure for you to take the turning point is once that's happened for you, it's time to say, okay, great. Now, let me pick a few concepts and let's go deep and let's really implement this because I feel like this is what's going to take me to the next level. But I do really like your idea of reading a lot of different things for a lot of different perspectives. That's what I've done. And then I figured out, hey, great. I want to be in real estate and I want to be the key guy on communication and negotiation. So that's all that, you know, that's all I read now. A hundred percent of the time is, is things that help me with those those types of subjects. So really like that think that's extremely
0: actionable justin thank you thank you i appreciate that
2: wow that's awesome and it's funny that was the golden nugget i was gonna say what what would be the golden nugget that is the golden nugget reading to gain the information and actually applying that to your life thank you so much logan for being with us today we truly appreciate of your time
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, with that being said, we'll wrap up the show. For all our listening audience, again, realliferolequity.com forward slash newsletter. Get on the newsletter. You get all the things that we talked about in the show today with Logan. And also go check out Logan's website, livefreeinvestments.com. Again, that's livefreeinvestments.com. Logan is a powerhouse of not only information, but action and actual Education for effective action, as Russ Gray would say. So if you haven't met Logan already, do so through all the social media platforms he mentioned before. Uh, With that being said, thank you again and uh, we look forward to next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast.
1: If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here
0: on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.